0: following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
2: Off turn number four, white flag is in the air. Ross Chastain has one lap to win. Ryan Blaney in second has one lap to be a champion. Here
3: they come toward turn number one. Ross Chastain all by himself. Brad Keselowski struggling in front of him, or that's the J.J. Yaley machine. And off. It's a YRB kind of afternoon. It is Ross Chastain, your race
4: leader, back to the corner. Ryan Blaney, your number one championship contender following him through. Ross Chastain will win the season finale at the Phoenix Raceway. And right behind your 2023 NASCAR Cup Series champion
2: is Ryan Blaney. Well, I've been saying all week, you know, it's it's not often you get a chance to do something for mr penske that he hasn't done before i mean because he's done everything in motorsports and when we had a chance to go back to back on the cup side with him i mean we couldn't pass up that opportunity so everyone worked really hard to make it happen and um just so proud of the effort but yeah awesome to deliver it nascar
0: live is brought to you by toyota for the latest toyota racing information visit toyota racing.com from the mrn studios in concord north carolina here is your host mike bagley
5: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew with you after a fantastic championship weekend in Phoenix. Friends, it's hard to believe that we are now into the off-season, or as some of those in the garage call it, the off-racing season. We've got lots to discuss on the show this week, including saluting some champions. We'll relive just how Ryan Blaney became a NASCAR Cup Series champion with a new NASCAR Live backtracks. We'll also chat with NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Cole Custer. He'll stop by. Jason Toy is going to visit with now two-time NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion Ben Rhodes. Plus, Steve Phelps and Steve O'Donnell visited with us Friday, gave us the state of the sport address, and we'll recap that this week as well. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with a check of the latest headlines in the world of NASCAR.
6: Kyle? Mike, over the weekend, Brad Keselowski had to skip qualifying ahead of Sunday's NASCAR Cup Series finale. His wife, Paige, went into labor as Cole Custer handled qualifying duties for the team. Shortly after, Keselowski tweeted, quote, Boy daddy, Brad made it back to Phoenix in time to compete in Sunday's race where he finished 15th. North Wilkesboro Speedway will finally say goodbye to its current pavement. Speedway Motorsports announced the process to repave the historic Speedway has begun in preparation of next year's NASCAR All-Star Weekend. Before returning for this year's All-Star festivities, NASCAR hadn't competed at the track since 1996. It's the first time since 1981 that the track has been resurfaced. And Jordan Anderson Racing has announced that they are bringing back both Parker Retzloff and Jeb Burton next season for another slate of NASCAR Xfinity Series racing. Mike.
5: Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll relive the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race with a brand new NASCAR Live Backtracks. Hey.
6: Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping you. Now the chair, quick and even an engine
4: prepare. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make a lawn, Mickey John, boy that Craftsman in your hand the you go. From outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware or Craftsman.com.
0: This is NASCAR Live. Now
5: back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Anticipation was high entering Sunday afternoon at Phoenix Raceway. This 10th edition of the NASCAR Cup Series Championship Race featured William Byron, Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, and Christopher Bell. All four were vying to be the champion. Let's relive all of the twists and turns from a Sunday afternoon in the Arizona desert.
2: Drivers, Start your engine! This is what these drivers have been waiting for, especially those championship four Jeff and William Byron, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, and Ryan Blaney. Put the helmet on. Get inside the race car. Put the window net up. Let's do what we do best, and that's be professional race car drivers. William Byron on pole position. Got Martin Trex Jr. flanked to his outside through turn number four. On top of the flag stand to throw the green flag is Corbin Carroll from the Arizona Diamondbacks just wrapping up their World Series run that came up short. Green flag is out and we're racing. William Byron has led 59
4: laps. Question is, will he lead the last lap in the stage? Kevin Harvick looking to the inside on Willie B. Byron tried to shut the door on him at the start-finish line. Now he's
3: going to have to pick a lane. He'll go around the Gilliland car or try to. Gilliland drift wise. Here comes Harvick to the bottom for the lead. Kevin Harvick to the inside of William Byron. Last lap, stage one. Harvick has to follow Byron.
2: And here comes Ross Chastain on the outside lane. Top three right together off turn number four. Green and white checkered flag is in the air. Stage one ends and William Byron picks up the stage win. Got
4: a battle for the lead. Kevin Harvick in turn number three. Kevin Harvick to the outside. Kevin Harvick will take the lead off the end of the
3: back
2: straightaway. Harvick will be the first driver to lead this race that's not named William Byron. And he's got the fans to their feet. Fans are on their feet and cheering. Rattlesnake Hill and all the way around This Phoenix Raceway Problem over here, it's Christopher Bell is in the wall One of our championship contenders Christopher Bell has pounded the outside Safer barrier, he's got a fire It looks like on the brake caliper On the right front corner Of that black and yellow Toyota And we're under caution for one of our championship contenders Boy,
7: what a blow, and it comes out on lap 108 Checked and released from the care center Christopher, any warning to what was going on Before he hit the wall? Uh, Not At the first run of the race I had a, a little bit of pedal fade and then uh was run two. It started getting worse and worse, and there she went. How do you summarize the season after an abrupt end to a championship run? Um, I, I'm very proud of the effort that we put forward to get to the championship forward, but I do feel like we left a lot out on the table just at various races throughout the year. So uh, I'm excited about the future. I know that this is, we haven't reached our potential yet. An unfortunate ending for Christopher Bell, who will not finish today's race in his hunt for his first career championship. Green and white checkered
4: flag is in. In the air and Chris Buescher has scored
7: the stage two win,
4: and he does so over Ross Chastain, Kevin Harvick, William Byron, and Martin Truex Jr. Ryan Blaney across the line in sixth in front of Kyle Larson
2: here at Phoenix Raceway. William Byron is second. Brian Blaney is third. This is the battle for second and Dave and potentially for the championship. Could be the battle
3: for the Cup Series title. William Byron to the bottom in turn one. Blaney letting it ride to the outside. He's got a big head of momentum, but he's not going to get the run he needs this
4: time. Byron got the better bite from the
3: bottom of turn number two, but Blaney's going to catch him off the end of the back
4: straightaway. Blaney looking low. Battle for second, but this has championship implications written all over it. Ryan Blaney down to the inside on William Byron. Blaney's got the bottom. Blaney trying to cover. Byron trying to crowd him down a little lower. Maybe
3: pack some air onto that right front corner. They're side by side into turn number one. Blaney by a wheel. Let's see if Byron...
4: Blaney into the number two position, but number one among the championship four as he races back to the corner. We got 54 laps to go. Ryan Blaney wants the lead. He may get it at the start finish line, but Chastain is there. They are side by side. They are still
2: top spot. Third place, Martin Trex Jr. is going to join them. Three cars now race for the lead, but still wheel to wheel, first and second. Castain wound up tight end in-
4: slow now as the caution flag is out with 37 laps to go. Kyle Bush spun right here at the start. Finish line, caution flag number four.
7: Ryan Blaney comes to the attention of his Penske Racing crew. They go to the right side. Goodyear tires are off the Ford Mustang. They work around the front of the race car. It's a four-tire change. Sunoco fuel for Ryan Blaney just a touch free and they'll send him on his way. He moves. The caution came out and Kyle Cued the radio and said,
4: let's go, boys. And Cliff Daniels said, what do you need on the race car? Kyle Larson said, I need clean air. Can you give it to me? Cliff says, you know what that means. We got to do a bus, uh, a great pit stop here. They're in four tires, Sonoma Racing Fuel. First pit box is William Byron. The race off from pit road is Denny Hamlin. Eric Jones goes oh, off second. Larson of the championship drivers first off. Looks like Ross Chastain and maybe William Byron,
2: in top five about this now. a Different strategy trying to win a race and Kyle Larson and his pit crew got the job done as far as the championship driver's concerned. Larson is now two cars in front of Byron who's one car in front of Ryan Blaney. Sold out. 31
4: laps to go. Hamlin on the inside. Jones on the outside and here we go. Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain, row two. They come across the start finish line fanning out headed to one. Hamlin gets the break They're three wide behind in per second. Rush Chastain shoots the
3: gap up the middle between Larson and Eric Jones. Chastain to the outside for the lead. To the inside. Here comes Larson for the lead. They are three wide to the back straightaway. Larson on the
2: bottom. Hamlin in the middle. Chastain topside. They're still three wide and three. Off turn number four. Who's going to come out of this with the top spot? It'll be the outside lane or will it? Still three wide at the start finish line. Make it four wide. Here comes Blaney. Danny
3: Hamlin rubbing all over Rush Chastain. Here to the inside comes Kyle Larson. He had Hamlin bump. Larson gets loose. Here they come around the outside. It's Chastain. They are looking three wide again. Now double wide formation. It's Chastain and Larson wheel the wheel for the lead
4: see back in third. Boy, this is spectacular racing. Here they come, pouring back off four. Chastain with the lead. Larson to second and three wide right behind. He's on Larson's back bumper. He'll go to the outside of Larson in three.
2: He's trying to get in that clean air. He's trying to get on the outside of Larson and get that downforce. Keep that speed going. That's what Blaney keeps doing. Oh, Larson almost wrecks. Coming past the start, finish line, dead
3: sideways. Blaney's up alongside him as they get in their turn one. Larson dove down to the apron and nearly lost it. Now he drifts up. side
4: by side, fender around in front for Ryan Blaney in this battle for second. For the championship with 20 laps to go, the battle for second is the battle for the championship. Advantage goes to Ryan Blaney. Off
2: turn number four, white flag is in the air. Ross Chastain has one lap to win. Ryan Blaney in second has one lap to be a champion. Here they come
3: toward turn number Ross Chastain, your race leader, back to the corner. Ryan Blaney, your number
4: one championship contender him through. Ross Chastain will win the season finale at the Phoenix Raceway, and right behind your 2023 20, NASCAR Cup Series champion is Ryan Blaney. Fourth championship for Roger Penske. You're the third driver to do it, and the first one to go back-to-back. What does that mean
2: to you to deliver something to Roger Penske like that? Well, I've been saying all week, you know, it's uh, it's not often you get a chance to do something for Mr. Penske that he hasn't done before. I mean, because he's done everything in motorsports, and when we had a chance to go back-to-back on the cup side with him i mean we couldn't pass up that opportunity so everyone worked really hard to make it happen and um just so proud of the effort but yeah awesome to deliver it
5: motor racing network sends our congratulations to ryan blaney jonathan Hassler, championship winning crew chief and of course roger penske championship winning car owner and all of team penske on being crowned champions for 2023 speaking of champions The 2023 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Cole Custer will stop by next.
4: Kyle Larson brings his Chevy 4 tires Sunoco
2: racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market, performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top-tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. here for Ryan Blaney,
7: four tires with
2: Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.
0: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. By his own admission, Cole Custer entered 2023 feeling like he had something to prove after spending three years in the Cup Series. He used to drive the number 41 cars for Stewart House Racing on the Cup level. He returned to the Xfinity Series after the team opted to go in a different direction for that Cup ride. Cole raced like he had a chip on his shoulder all year long after dominating early on on road courses. fought his way through the playoffs and came out on top in a thrilling championship race on saturday night cole sat down with chris wilner to discuss the accomplishment
4: one more lap in the season, here they come Three wide across the line Give the advantage to
3: Cole Custer as they head to one Allgaier's got second, he crosses over Trying to get back to the rear bumper Sheldon Creed is up the inside to go to third As Cole Custer begins to pull away in turn two John Hunter Nemechek is not a factor He's backsliding, Allgaier not a factor Here comes Cole Custer off the end of the back Straight away with the lead He's
2: got two car links in hand Off turn four, checkered flag in the air check pounds the wall cole custer wins and cole custer will win the championship for the nascar xfinity series 2023
7: 2023 nascar xfinity series champion cole custer and cole let me tell you what it was a exciting restart there at the end with all four championship drivers in phoenix going for it at the end let's Take me back, I guess, when the caution flew. How much did you not want to see that? What was going through your mind? We saw the reaction of your crew chief on the pit box. But what was going through your mind there at the final caution?
8: Yeah, I mean, that was definitely the last thing that we ever wanted to see. Um, You know, when that happened, it was like, man, can these guys really not keep it together for another five laps? You know, Um, but, you know, it's just how it goes in racing. You know, you never know what to expect. It is what it is. Um, so from there, we just tried to take a deep breath and had to put two good laps together. You know, It was all going to come down to that. and We just had to keep our focus for those last two laps.
7: How difficult is it to play in your head going into a final restart? What you need to do when you have a place like Phoenix where you have that dog leg, and you know it's going to be three, four, five wide, everybody trying to sh- shove their nose in where they see a peak of daylight. So how do you try to play that in your head? before you go take the restart.
8: Yeah, I mean, it's tough because Phoenix is is such a toss-up between if you take the top or the bottom um, lane for the restart. And it was just very tough to make that decision, but I I tried to make the best one I could, and I I probably wouldn't make that same decision again. (laughs) I wish I took the bottom um, because everybody got a pretty good restart there, and all of a sudden we were three wide going into turn one, I think four wide at one point, and it was uh, just... You know, from there it was just trying to make sure I got a good exit because I knew I was in a bad spot being in the middle of a three wide situation and um, from there I just tried to get a good exit and it all worked out from there because uh, we just had such a fast car you know that could could recover from something like that and uh, I just can't thank everybody enough and I, I don't know if I would be able to do that restart again <laughs> it was uh, but uh, it was definitely something to remember. I was gonna say even
7: baffled your boss tony stewart says i don't know if you replay that restart if cole could do that again just the way that you were stuck there in the middle and somehow got the car pointed down the hill and were able to make it three wide and then take the lead did it almost surprise yourself when you came back down the back straight away that you know i just went from third after restarting on the front road all of a sudden now leading this thing coming to the white flag
8: yes yeah i did not when i thought when we were three wide i was like man i just blew this thing you know but you just try and keep your cool and Um, do what you know how to do and just make the most of the situation and um, it all worked out, you know, like it's one of those things, I don't know if it's going to work out every time, but it worked out when we needed it to, you know, and we had just such a fast car and um, all those guys deserved it. We we're on our team. They really earned it.
7: What were the emotions like? I mean, I guess for every race car driver, it's different. Sometimes it's right when you're crossing the start finish line. Sometimes it takes a minute when you get out of the race car. When did it hit for you that you're a NASCAR Xfinity Series champion?
8: I mean, definitely coming off turn four, it was just, you know that's what every driver wants he my spotter actually didn't even tell me that it was the last lap which is probably a good thing (laughs) you know so um he didn't want to jinx it i guess until we crossed the line but um once we crossed the line it was like man like it's all the work that everybody put into it this deal i mean my dad's been a part of it since you know this whole deal started at this team so to be a part of a championship team with him is pretty amazing and um to do it with this group of guys that truly wanted to get better and better and better throughout the year and and build this into a championship team was um, just, just amazing to be a part of.
7: Yeah, not a lot of people get to share that with in the relationship with your dad, but obviously what he does for the team. I mean, how extra special is that for you? Because I think this is what seven years for the Xfinity program, and they finally get it done, and it's you and your dad there, at, you know, at the helm.
8: Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. You know, he's he's been here since Haas CNC Racing first started, and um, you know, and then Tony came along, and they're you know winning races and championships, and um, to, but for me to be a part of it with them and be a part of a championship team and build something like that um it's definitely one of the coolest moments that we've ever had and um it's just something we won't ever forget
7: so you get to celebrate but then also earlier the day you had to qualify brad keselowski's car because he was too busy you know watching the birth of his son so there was a little bit up in the air of when he was going to get back if he was going to get back in time to start the race on sunday so did that subdue the celebration a little bit when did you get the green flag to go ahead and and let this uh, celebration get full throttle
8: yeah, I mean it was it was a little tough because you know he I got the call at 8 a.m. from the in the morning and um, it was tough because I wanted to be the backup driver all year, um, wanted to be the first call, but it was something you know it had to happen that weekend, <laughs> you know <Yeah>. championship weekend <laughs> when everything was on the line for Xfinity, um, but I knew I wanted to show people I wanted to be back in the Cup Series and get that opportunity to drive that race car and uh, it, it meant a lot from Roush and Brad to give me. The opportunity to do that and trust me with that, um, and it was it was tough because I had to try and focus on two things at once, you know, with the Cup car and the Xfinity car. Um, but it all worked out. You know, it was only one lap, and it all worked out. Um, and then after the race, like you said, I was still wondering, like, do I have to drive the six car, <laughs> you know, on <laughs> Sunday? Um, but it worked out that he uh, he he was able to make it back, and they had a beautiful kid. So it's definitely uh, was a cool cool weekend uh, to add to the story talk about your crew chief
7: Jonathan Tony I mean he was pretty emotional when, when you guys locked up the championship I know he's been instrumental especially uh, in this season but for him to get his first title in his first full season on the Xfinity side I mean what was the key to I guess from the whole year year two relationship and just the growth that you both have had together to culminate at this point
8: yeah I mean I, I just knew at the start of the year that I wanted to work with JT you know he's anybody who meets him they want to see him succeed because he is the nicest and probably the best person that you're ever going to meet you know i mean he's a hickory boy that was you know born here and it's just he's just one of the best people that you are ever meet and i think uh, he's extremely smart has been around the sport for a long time um but for him to have it you know first year as a crew chief and to get a championship is pretty amazing and um he's just somebody you definitely want to win with So when you look back at this season, we kind of almost dubbed you as
7: Mr. Road Course just by your two wins, you know, in the regular season, all coming on road courses. And did it feel like you guys were like, okay, we need to get a win here on an oval, especially to be a a playoff contender? And then you go out and you win on an oval and it's the last one when you get to lock up the championship.
8: Yeah, it it was kind of making us mad at one point because it was (laughs) like, man, we're like we're just the road course guys, you know, (laughs) like um, but it was just these guys, they just kept digging throughout the year, you know, like we, we had to keep working and working and working to try and get our, our oval stuff better. And through a lot of communication, just guys that truly wanted to fix the problems and know what the real problems were. Um, it just, it, it meant it just a testament to the whole team and how we work together to make it all better. Um, and by the time the playoffs hit, I mean, we could have won any of those races. I mean, looking at the speed Riley had, I mean, our whole organization was just, um, really clicking when the playoffs started and it's just uh, amazing how it all came together
5: thank you chris coming up jason toy will chat with 2021 and 2023 nascar craftsman truck series champion ben rhodes
0: wheelin engineering a global leader in the emergency warning industry designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights white illumination lighting
5: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Going into Friday night's Truck Series championship race, Ben Rhodes was viewed as the underdog, despite being the only former champion to qualify for the championship for. Well, we should know by now never to count out Ben Rhodes, as he was the driver who triumphed through multiple overtimes and a chaotic ending. Jason Toy had the chance to sit down with the champ.
9: Joining us now is the two-time, Callum two-time champion of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series, picking up the championship back over the weekend in Phoenix. Welcome to the program, Ben Rhodes. Two time champion. how does that make you feel? Oh
1: man, F- sounds amazing, feels amazing, Jason.
9: I'm gonna try to
1: uh, make sure I enjoy it and understand what an accomplishment it is because it's it's not easy to win these things. I've been trying at this for a long time now, and to get the second one in three years, I I wouldn't have expected it. I mean, I wanted it. it was our goals but i wouldn't have expected it
9: would it be fair to say that the season leading up to friday night there in phoenix was frustrating maybe because you had good things going you had some things not go your way you went through crew chief changes and more <laughs>
1: yeah we had our fair share of adversity throughout the year uh i had three different crew chiefs for the season of course we started out the season two uh with a new manufacturer so that that was a lot of work for us but as i told everybody before we wouldn't have made that swap to Ford if we didn't feel it was going to make us better so knowing that at the end of the year we got a championship with Ford, i, I mean it sort of um i guess it kind of makes it all seem like the, the work was worth it right like We made the right decisions, and obviously they've been an excellent partner for us. So, you know, hats off to them for making the whole sweep of the weekend. That's pretty dang cool. Um, But, yeah, it's been a rough season for sure. We had ups and downs. We got our win at Charlotte. uh, And then to start the playoffs was arguably the worst part of the season for us. Uh, But we righted the ship. And then the second round, we had a seventh, a second, and a second leading leading into Phoenix.
9: And you had the opportunity to run for a championship. And obviously, I got a feeling that you're probably a big fan of how the playoff system runs now. And you get a championship four and those four drivers going for the title as opposed to what it used to be when it came to straight up points. Adds a lot more drama. And we certainly had drama on Friday night.
1: Yeah, there's no shortage of that. The, the truck series already creates incredible drama incredible racing and then sometimes unfortunately incredible wrecks so i look i think grant and finger said it really well that you know he was disappointed with how it finished because he knows that the series is better than that the drivers are better than that but you know uh, when you're in that position like grant and i there's nothing we can really do about the product of other people wrecking each other right so um i know that he's a veteran of the sport i'm you know hats off to him he raced me clean at the end we raced really hard really clean the whole race and that was that was really good um i I tried to do the same on my side i had the same move or opportunity that he had last year uh when i was racing with the zane smith for for the championship and that was for first and second in the race and first and second the championship so i think that means a lot to not only the driver on the other end but to the fans the sport in general when you can race with respect with that much on the line um but yeah it, it was a weird race for sure you know, we're all, we all strap into these race trucks, and we all have 150 laps to get it done. You still have to make it to the finish in order to win the thing. You know, I, I learned that at a younger age through a lot of mistakes, and now I feel like um, trying to keep a level head in the race truck and trying to see the big picture is one of the things, and pacing is one of the things that I feel like I've really honed in on in the last few years.
9: And, and, you know, before we talk about the celebration for you guys, there, there was a lot of talk after the race about how things played out. And you mentioned a couple of those things in there, too. And do you think justified by what some of the veterans and some of the legends were saying about how that race played out, especially with the with the other two drivers on the, on the back end of things? And it kind of shifted some things around. Obviously, it helped in your favor, but you still had to go through that last restart. So take us through what your thoughts are, what they said, but also that last restart for you guys to get out there in front.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong, right? It was not cool how a lot of that was playing out. I think even myself, our team owner, Duke Thorson, we were all talking about how it was, number one, a weird race in that regard, and then two, just um, carnage. Like, it was just not good look on how that played out at the end. Then the 29 overtime laps, and, you know, to be honest with you, a lot of that end of the race now was pretty fuzzy. I remember being in the position to to win it uh, on, like, lap 30 at the red flag, and Grant is uh, behind us at that point. Uh, I do believe the wreck with Carson and, and and Heim had just occurred, so now we're in position. And then after that, from that point forward, it was just restart after restart after restart. And then finally, you know, Grant and I swapped positions several times on these melee of restarts from, like, lap 130 to you know 180 whatever we finished at so it was just um it was a melee between him and i at the end just trying to avoid the carnage of everything else and then lo and behold i feel like i'm in the spot to win it and and then a truck in front of me misses a shift on the restart and i get damaged you know and grant had just pitted for tires it's like what else could happen right now that's just completely unthinkable and yeah. What what else is there to say, Jason?
9: <laughs> well, uh, how 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 much were you looking in your rear view mirror and with the spotter too coming to the checker flight? because Grant was coming and he was there.
1: Oh yeah, no, he was absolutely there. I was trying to hang on with old tires. He had new, and then my front ends destroyed the wheels to the side. I'm I'm literally hanging on for dear life. Um, so you know that's the crazy thing, right? Is had he not pitted for tires, he may have won it. So by him trying to give himself the best opportunity, it could have. It's so weird to think about. There's so many different things that could have happened. And then it comes back to the fact, too, maybe if I was more aggressive on that last restart or that one restart with the 38 truck, um, at that point, I was just thinking, you know, we're four teammates. I do not need to lose anything here. I'm going to be easy on this restart. I'm going to let people have their spots. I can finish in the top five and we can win the championship. It's a good day. Don't get in a pissing match and get wrecked. And <laughs> sure enough, by me going easy on the restart, that's what led to the buffled front end and the missed shift. So. Just weird. But yeah, all in all, um, super proud of the team. The effort was incredible by everybody all night long. And um, not proud of how the race finished for the series, but proud of the position we put ourselves in to be here.
5: Jason's conversation with Ben Rhodes will continue when we return here on NASCAR Live.
1: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
0: This is NASCAR Live. Now,
5: back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Just like Ben Rhodes is a two-time champion, we've got two segments with the champ on this week's show. Let's hear the conclusion of Jason Toy's conversation with Ben Rhodes.
9: Ben, let's talk about the celebration. You got famous on the celebration in 2021. <laughs> did you top it this time? I, the, the one video I saw where you are sprinting a golf cart there uh, doing, uh, I guess it was after photos or before photos, but yeah. you, you, you did not disappoint. You look like you had a good time again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I might need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, I look I've been racing now for 20 years and when I first set out on this adventure I was seven years old and um, so about 19 years now and I remember being seven or eight years old, everybody asked me, they say, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I would tell kids, other kids, that I want to be a NASCAR driver. And I remember just being laughed at by other kids. And it, he's like, here's that weirdo who thinks he's something special. or, And then I would tell adults that and they would just smile. And I remember that when I was like eight years old. And they, they were just smiling. i like, sure, kid, whatever. And, you know, 19 years later, here we are with two championships. I... You know, I, I probably could have been or should have been maybe a little more formal in some of my interviews and stuff, but I was I was celebrating and just being me. I was, I you know, I let my guard down and I was being myself. And, um, you know, I, I hope the fans can appreciate that because I was just trying to enjoy the moment for what it's worth. It's been 20 years in the making and it means a lot to me. It means a lot to my team. We all feel the same way about it. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
9: Well, and, and you uh, exposed us to something else in your post game press conference at dinosaurs, what, are real, aren't real? Is that right?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so I had a, a bet with, I guess it was a dare, really, because I got nothing before it other than. <laughs> give it, I got nothing for it. So Chase Cabry, uh, who as everybody knows is, uh, fiance of Haley, Haley Deegan. Um, he's awesome, dude. My teammate this year, and race car Haley. driver
9: himself. Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR driver, driver yeah.
1: himself. He's a really good driver too at that. And he designs, he, long story short, he's got a great resume. Well, he's a great dude. And he texts me before the race and said, Hey, if you win this again, you've got to say something off the wall. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? He's like, uh, say dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> so, What's a deal? <laughs> and he tweeted the picture of our text messages. <laughs> so, I don't know how I snuck it in there, but I snuck it in there. And uh, <laughs> some people ignored it. act like it never happened. And then other people are like, do you hear what he said? <laughs>
9: <laughs> now, I got to ask you this, too. And, and you look at things and you take the trophy back home to Louisville and it goes up on the shelf there. You got your your, your East Championship trophy. You got your your 2021 trophy. You got your 23. I got to imagine that this one might be the most special of all because it's the most recent, but also, too, it's the first. First one with your son, being that, you know, Caitlin and you you and Caitlin had a chance to enjoy that first one. And then in between there, your son came and now he's had a chance to it's a family part now. How special
1: is that for you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Which might be why I need to calm down after these championships. (laughs) I got to set example for my kids now. I didn't think of that. Um, so, So. Uh, You know, what's cool is the first time we went to the banquet, we did all this, we were able to really just, I mean, we just were thinking of ourselves, thinking of the team. We stayed out all night with all the people and just was there for every single moment. Well, now we're going to go to this championship and thank goodness we're getting photos beforehand. So he can go to bed, he can be in his little tucks, and then my wife and I will go to the banquet and of course she's pregnant. So there's not going to be a ton of celebrating on her side um but we'll probably stay for a little bit a little bit in the after party and then after this we'll, we'll roll up and spend the time with our kids it's it's funny like your priorities shift a little bit as much as it is fun to be there with your team it's also now really about family
9: you know, it's funny you say that and it was kinda echoed in the at uh, the back end of the cup race on Sunday with Eric Almorola and that's uh, you know, a fellow Ford driver with you, but Eric's saying the same thing. It's now about what they can do with, with the kids and that was what this is all about. So it's pretty special to hear you say
2: that.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely about that. And it's funny, he's only a year and a half old now, but The time, the week, uh, so I went to Phoenix by myself because I was just in my own bubble, did my thing, so he's going to be there for pictures and everything at the banquet but I went for a week to Phoenix and I come back and he's doing so many different things, different gestures, actions, new words and just he's gotten taller I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't can't leave for a week next time. He's coming with me. I don't care what we have to do.
9: (laughs) That's awesome indeed. All right, real quick before we wrap things up here, you know, you got the championship now. It's hard to believe that what ninety plus days away? We'll be in Daytona. Now, I think we're less than ninety days away from the from the clash for the Cup Series. But then after that, we'll be in Daytona. Uh, you brought on Ford with you guys back to Thor Sport, and uh, you kicked off a triple header weekend of wins for Ford. I know Ford's got to be excited, and I'm sure it sets the stage for what's going to be an exciting 2024 for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, I feel like every single time that we've had to do a manufacturer swap in the past, it was an immense amount of work. Uh, but with a common goal and really just this um, this checker flag in mind, right? So right now we put in a lot of work over the season, but it's almost been like playing catch up. Uh, I feel like the last few races, we've really developed something good on bodies and engineering and SIM and all the things you really have to gel and mesh into. So with all that being said, 2024, I think is looking incredible for Thor Sport Racing for Ford performance. And then I couldn't be more proud of Ford and all of the efforts on everybody. That's part of that family on the backside that makes everything happen in front of the cameras at the racetrack. So they've put in a lot of work. I'm so proud of them and really just humbled to be a small part of it. You know, people will ask me, they're like, Hey, Hey, you're, you know, you're a part of five different drivers now that have won multiple championships in Mm safe. There may be, but similar to my response to Ford, it's like, I don't really feel included in that way and emotionally about it. I just feel like this little bitty guy, you know, who's (laughs) just holding the steering wheel and, and I don't really emotionally feel connected to it yet, but I hope in time I will, you know, I'm just grateful for the opportunity really.
9: Well, and uh, what about, does that sets up for you to head back towards the Rolex weekend? Are you going to do the, the Ford, the drive with the Ford Mustangs again?
1: I sure hope so. If this doesn't give me an opportunity, I don't know what will.
9: <laughs> <laughs> all right, my man. Hey, ha- congratulations again. Awesome run. Uh, it was a frustrating race, I know, because of all the extra time. And I did check with your crew chief at one point with Rich, and I said, how are you on fuel? He says, with this caution, I think we're okay. The next <laughs> one, <laughs> maybe. So, congratulations, picking up championship win number two enjoy the off season with you and the family and we look forward to seeing you in daytona
1: yeah thank you so much jason
5: thank you jason coming up we'll highlight this past weekend's state of the sport address
8: there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: This is NASCAR Live.
5: Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. One of the hallmarks of championship weekend has become the yearly state of the sport address. This year, NASCAR President Steve Phelps and NASCAR Chief Operating Officer Steve O'Donnell addressed the media on Friday. Amongst the topics addressed were the changes to the 2024 schedule and an update on Auto Club Speedway in Southern California.
10: As I think about the 70th anniversary as well, I think um, in kind of a moment of reflection around What are the key objectives or the key metrics that we have? I talked about competition briefly. I would also go to attendance. So I talked about sellouts here. Had 50% more sellouts this year than we had last year. I think everyone who goes to the racetrack can agree that not only do the crowds look better, and they do, But the energy level coming to a NASCAR race is as good as it's been in in a decade. It is our goal to continue to have growth in attendance at all of our racetracks.
11: If you look at the second year on the cup side of our next-gen car and where we are today, if you look at last year to this year, what did we want to see? Clearly a focus on safety, wanted to make improvements there, um, and wanted to see continued excellence on the racetrack in terms of the number of drivers that were able to win, and probably even more importantly, the number of organizations that were going out and going to be able to compete and not have a fluke win, but really compete for race wins, race in and race out. And you're seeing 2311, you're seeing Roush Racing, Trackhouse, Um, JTG go out there and and really have a shot to compete. We saw 15 different winners. 10 of the 16 organizations won a race this year. Um, That's incredible. Are there some things we're going to continue to look at? Absolutely. Short track road courses, um, you've seen some improvements um, that we've looked at, not exactly where we want to be, but Goodyear and our partnerships worked really well. Uh, The drivers will be meeting with Goodyear today. I believe John said it at 530 to continue to work together on the race and the rules package around our short tracks and road courses. A lot of different things we're gonna look at both from an efficiency standpoint for the race teams and then what you see on track as far as quality of racing but certainly like the momentum we're seeing Uh, really important that we saw what we did at at Martinsville, competitive race uh, and that's the momentum we want to continue to build on. Well, I think the first thing we need to do is get through our media rights and I
10: think the race teams have seen that. With that said, we're currently having discussions with our race teams. So we had a meeting last Wednesday with a team owner council where the entirety of the meeting was about charters and charter extensions and you know we've acknowledged that We want to change the paradigm for our race teams, Um, and we need to make sure our race teams are profitable. We need to make sure our race teams are competing on the racetracks, and we are interested in having their enterprise value climb, as I had said earlier. So no timeline, but we are, as we're finalizing our media rights, we are talking about other portions of what our charters would look like that are not financial. We believe that we're gonna have a very strong result with media partners that will look at a combination of broadcast cable and streaming to some degree. What that looks like, I don't know. Are we getting towards the end of this process? We are. Um, Did I think that we would have uh, a result earlier? I did, Um, but we haven't. It's an incredibly competitive marketplace. But with that said, I want to share all our race fans um, anyone who's listening and certainly the media core here we have had tremendous interest
11: uh, in our sport from a media rights standpoint 2025 and, and really beyond um, look like there's a number of opportunities so when we looked at montreal absolutely there was there was interest um on both sides and i wanted to dispel kind of some of the the rumors that were out there that iowa came in in place of montreal it's not the case in an ideal world We actually wanted to potentially bring on both both racetracks. And I think when you look at our sport um, and the ability to go into a marketplace, really grow the sport, uh, we want to make sure we have all the levers in place to not just kind of come in and out. We want to build NASCAR within that particular country or marketplace. And as we continue to talk in Montreal, we realize that probably a little quick uh, to be able to make that happen. And in the meantime, there's been a number of discussions, not only in other areas in the U.S., um, but other opportunities in North America and outside the U.S. So for us, it was a little bit of a pause. And let's evaluate all of those opportunities together and, you know, look at what's in the best interest of all of our fans um, for 25 and beyond to make sure that we put the most exciting schedule together possible. Our drivers are fantastic. They're interesting. They're, you know, heroes
10: when they get into the race car. We need to expose them in a greater way to both existing fans and nurturing that relationship with their existing fans and future fans. How do you do that? Well, one of the ways we can do that is we have a brand new production facility that we're building out in Concord next to our R&D facility, which will have two main components to it. It We'll be kind of the live broadcast component of it and then something we call NASCAR Studios, which essentially is content. So we think the opportunity to create content, interesting content, whether it's short form or series, like you know what we're doing with Netflix or whatever that may be, to serve fans where they are is an important component to it. Because we've got our drivers are, you know, they're cool, they're interesting, um, and we think we've got the best racing in the world. So though all those combinations together, we think will allow our drivers to build their own brands. If we build our driver brands, then the sport's going to have the best success for long-term growth.
11: A lot of work's gone on at the uh, R&D department around EV. Uh, we have a, a car. We have an alternative body style with that car. Um, I would not look for us specifically to go racing with it. I think you could see it showcased at certain events next year, um, but there's other forms that we want to look at. I'm actually headed to japan thursday um, to go look at hydrogen racing specifically so we've got a contingent heading over to japan to look at that so we want to kind of test each and every form um, really excited about what our teams put together around uh, an electric car but again wanted to just showcase that to the fans and then explore other technologies as well
5: those state of the sport highlights are brought to you by wheel and engineering and Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, have been manufacturing in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Coming up, we'll flash back to Ben Rhodes' first career win in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live, but before we do we like to flashback and honor the now two-time NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion, Ben Rhodes. We're going to flashback to his first career victory in the series, which surprisingly was only six years ago in las vegas in 2017
6: ben rhodes a mile and a half away from his first career win he cleared
5: one lap truck down in turn number one again rhodes to the bottom one final time
3: for christopher bell high side then right behind bells right on the tailgate midpoint back to away has got the momentum he's on the rear bumper of Rhodes. looks inside rhodes moves to the bottom to defend he's on the white line rhodes is bell not close enough to challenge but rhodes slides wide here comes bell off four this one is going to go down to the wire here comes ben rhodes throws the block on christopher bell and at the stripe your winner is ben rhodes ben rhodes nips christopher bell at the line at las vegas motor speedway
5: and that's how ben rhodes started his winning ways in the nascar craftsman truck series And we congratulate him on this year's honor. We also like to thank Ben for joining us on this week's show. Our thanks to Cole Custer for joining us as well. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the AMRN crew, we'd like to thank you for joining us as well. Don't forget, another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open comes your way on Thursday. We're back here on NASCAR Live Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, so long, everybody.
0: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.